afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you're listening. Welcome to the Threshold Paranormal podcast edition of the entire audio and video log of our experience in the hunt of the paranormal. My name is Ethan Schultz. I am your producer and editor on the audio front. Today I'm surrounded by a bunch of my close friends who are also curious about the unknown. If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, please introduce yourselves, please. <laughs> um, my name is Brian Schnicky, long time. Uh, interest in everything weird and strange, but, uh, you know, mainly your kind of cryptid realm of it, And but I'll dabble in anything paranormal, dude. My name's Dylan. Uh, I'm a, a filmmaker by trade, uh, a, a skeptic. Uh, I've had my, I've had a few paranormal experiences in my day, uh, but this is all relatively new to me, and uh, I'm just here uh, along for the ride with these with these guys. I'm Nick. Uh, you'll probably hear, especially Dylan, refer to me as Big Guy at some point. So you hear Big Guy, that's me. Even though, uh, ironically, I think you're actually the smallest person right. on the table. <laughs> There's a story. There's um, a story. There is a reason behind the nickname. <laughs> we should start there. How did you get your nickname? <laughs> that's already a paranormal talk. That's, that's a whole episode in itself. All right. But I digress. So today we are talking about the wonderful topic of the Brown County Bigfoot. Yes. Infamous slightly to the or all of its other names that we yeah so um you know uh really you know so we're kind of focusing our our first endeavor really out into the brown county area so with with that you know we're um you know ohio in general really um you know from back in the day referred to it as what would be the grass man and stuff like that that was kind of the local folkloric name but uh so yeah our, our main well our first real exploration into the, you know, paranormal is going to be going out to Brown County and search for Bigfoot. But, um, so to start that off, you know, we, uh, we're doing, you know, we're doing the podcast, we're doing uh, phone interviews with, uh, with an old, um, actually paranormal research, uh, teammate of mine from back in the day, Jay, um, you're going to hear from him a little bit later on. Um, but the, um, uh, overall, uh, whole idea of this i think as a whole you know since i didn't think i don't think we brushed him too much on it yeah the I mean, first go around we, is we've all known each other for well, yeah, like i mean i've known dylan years. for 12 13 years we Nick, i've known for back. just as long you i've known for 10 you know and like we we brushed on the topic of our interest in like paranormal as a whole obviously i knew that you were more on like the pillar of the sasquatch <laughs> when it comes to believe very many spooky you know dylan has more of the interest yeah. into the haunt i have more of the interest into like the religious existence in topics of such from paranormal and then nick is just you know the one that's talented at everything else he's along for the ride you know and like and i guess wizard. i guess technical as a, wizard yes. as a prequel for yes. like this being like episode two but the first actually like cleanly recorded one you know our, our idea going into this is necessarily we don't want to position ourselves as going from a media catch and title boom. Like we want to more document our process of our experiences of trying to look into these ideas and these concepts and focal, local folklore and such. Yeah, yeah. Rather than necessarily being like, oh, like we want to catch the spooky thing on the camera. <laughs> yeah, that would be really like, that would be really fucking right. cool. But after it's all said and done, it's really about the experience of people who have an interest in more developing the story and the narrative that exists of us trying to explore that, that idea of this thing that we have an interest in, not necessarily that we need the proof and whatnot. It's more documenting our experience and kind of our transition as we learn more about the topic and more about the people who've been involved in such And, and bring the... 
viewer slash listener along for the ride of that because I feel like that's that's such a cool experience to have and to grow with and on the way we can all learn a thing or two. You know, if you're into that kind of thing, we might we might learn things about each other. Well, that's the thing. Like we'll a lot of the like, like the major like television shows and things like that that will explore paranormal topics, whether it's ghost hunters or what's the big finding Bigfoot or whatever. Right, yeah, they sort of like they they step over the stories of the people. It's sort of like a footnote on their way to go explore and find Bigfoot, which. That's the most important part of the whole story is like what the people have to say. Well, because for very well, we could go out into the woods and not find anything. Well, and full disclaimer to like people watching or listening, like that's probably going to fucking that's happen. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> well, and, you know? from, and from our experience, like, you know, most of the people that we've ever talked to throughout the years about anything paranormal usually are people that, because of their experiences, have developed a longevity of an interest in the topic. Sure. You know, it's never we've talked to somebody who's like, extremely timid and was just like this happened i don't want to the people had experiences and then wanted to come to answers like any other normal person if you either think about religious paranormal circumstantial you know most of us are on the long haul to just try and find answers for the experiences that we have it's an ex- that's that's that was kind of my big thing i want this to be an overall experience and that's why i feel like it's best to dabble in all of it, you know, go down and sample, you know, we have, you know, it just so happens we're starting at the Bigfoot, but the ghosts, the, the occult, the, you know, every, every kind of, you know, the religious basis, I, it, this is more or less a journey, you know, we use paranormal in a very large, a large, you know, kind of scope, a large angle of it. It is everything that you can think of that would fall into that category. And that's, that's our goal. That's what we want to bring to the table. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got to be different. Well, this is how we're going to do it. Dude. Well, and it's it's almost like, ironically, the level of difference in the angle that we're approaching it is kind of the most raw and rudimentary way of going about it. Because you think like cryptoids in its presentation, you know, in modern cinema throughout the years, you know, it was obviously something that was glorified and like media, monsters, movies, etc. You know, and we kind of went from the doctored cinematic level straight into the almost Blair Witch experience. And I hate the reference in that way, but like you think like Finding Bigfoot, Ghost Hunters and that, you go into this more like handy cam presentation of the paranormal Mm -hmm. rather than just like people's experiences. It's it's, it's more of a scary movie than it is an informative documentary style. It's more... You're watching it just for the the cheap thrill of oh whoa boo yeah the, just, it, it's just, it, like it, feel, it feels it feels like a media learn. grab and the second it feels like a media grab it feels like it's doctored and it's fake yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's like that I mean you guys all know me that like I'm a hundred percent always about like let's just dive into like the honest topic you know I hate bullshitting and going around the bush yeah. you know and I think that experience of going into you know topics and situations people have been in is like the most honest and pure thing of like developing the that experience and narrative that's happened to people. That's the interesting part. You know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's extremely interesting if you catch something on footage, but it's more interesting to hear how these people have been affected by these experiences and how right. it changes their daily understanding of the woods, of nature, of their local surrounding. And we've kind of been lucky to be rooted in Southern Ohio, which is yeah. kind of a hotspot for all different kinds of paranormal topics, both in the mainstream right. media and just local lore. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, from that, since, you know, we <clears throat> we're doing our focus, you know, temporarily on the topic of Bigfoot, um, there was a quote I heard 
Uh, it had to have been back. I, th- I think it was in grade, you know, or it was in high school. I was doing a report on uh, Marco Polo. And the quote, just for me, for my interest and everything, it, it stuck out to me. It, it, it hit a certain chord with me. And the quote was, um, I did not write down half of what I saw for I knew I would not be believed. And it comes, comes, come to find out that was actually Marco Polo's final words, you know, on his deathbed. And to me, that is just, there's so much meaning behind that. And there's so much that we can, we can take from it is you had this man that saw and experienced, you know, 10 lifetimes worth of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, half of that, he, he, he knew even at that time, back in that day to just, to not even bother with bringing it up or talking about it because he knew, you know, that the the average person back then would go, Oh, you're full of shit. There's no way. And just, and that whole thing, that just, that, that kind of stuck with me and I, 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 I identified with it, you know, from my experience and everything. And I, I kind of assume that many, many people do, you know, and, um, it, you know, and from that, you can kind of, you can kind of gather that in the whole Bigfoot field that, um, you know, there's, you know, you can look on all online, there's X amount of reports, X amount of sightings, whatever you can get all these, you know, figures online. But the, the problem with that was, is that um, what you hear from, from Jay later is that there were so, so many more that weren't reported, mm-hmm. that people never talked about, that it was kind of a, a close kept secret. You know, they would tell their wives, their husbands, their mom, dad, you know, their, their close family. That's, that's who knew and no one else. Right. They, would never, tell, they would tell the people who would assume that the person's not completely in lunacy. Right, yeah, right. Never got like a trust. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Like some of these, before the advent of the internet and everything like that, but like some of these backwoods communities that never really got to share their stories with the world. Who knows what kind of like local folklore they have? You, there might right. be an entire hauler of people in Kentucky that believes in a specific Bigfoot creature that lives in the woods. And who are we to say that they're lying or that they're sure. crazy? Because it's, you know, we don't value that type of human anecdote what was that other quote it's like me and you were talking about it's uh how did it go you come from your cities of steel and glass right and try to tell me about a cherokee quote or it was something he knows it was a first nations people up in uh up in canada they were but they were like you come from your cities of steel and glass and try to tell me about the woods and tell me about my beliefs or something like that you know and that to me that is exactly we we judge things from a total outside view people are detached from nature and that's and i think that that is really you know kind of affecting um the overall reports of bigfoot that come in so like uh i know you dylan sent us a sent a link to the group we're like hey you know we're going out to brown county for bigfoot i pulled up on a bfro's website like the labeled reports for that area and the thing that it was it was almost laughable is that there were th- what was it three three yeah three reports one of each class right. ironic yeah and so and to me like I had mine and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm guilty of it I never reported it I never told I told my my mom my dad you know close friends but that right. was <clears throat> that was it so right there's well there's th- there's three on the website in yeah. in a matter of the last hour and a half that we've been discussing the topic we already know two yeah there's two and those are two that are two, not two that are not know, on like, there i have the classifications pulled up if we, we can go over those real quick yeah um yeah. so it's kind of long-winded but essentially there's three classes class a class b and class c Class A, this is from the BFR, BFRO website. Yeah. Um, class A is 
Reports that involve a clear sighting in circumstances where misinterpretation or misidentification of other animals can be ruled out with greater confidence. There's more to that, but that's basically the, the gist of the, the class A. The meat of it. So yeah, class A is like a clear sighting. No, there's nothing, no other possible explanation. Class B is incidents where a possible Sasquatch was observed at a great distance or in poor lighting conditions and incidences and any other circumstance that did not afford a clear view of the subject are considered class B reports. So obscure view, yeah. class B. Right. And then class C, there's a lot more on class B that you guys can find on the website if you wanted to go look at that. And then class C is secondhand reports. Any thirdhand report or story with an untraceable source, they're considered class C because of the high potential for inaccuracy. So yeah, so, so, so class sense. C would arguably just be folklore. It would be a yeah, word of mouth folklore. He said, she said. My dad saw this. My uncle saw that. <clears throat> uncle Bud. My uncle right. Bud was drinking Bud Light, and he saw something so, big in the also, woods. Also, uh, sound, hearing Bigfoot is a Class B report. I think it's pretty, that's, really? that's notable. That's probably a pretty So you got, like, too. pretty oh, much, same, yeah. pretty much summed it up, though. It's like, <clears throat> A, you saw the thing, mm-hmm. clearly. Clearly, yeah. B, you kind of saw it, or you, you heard it. And C, I heard somebody that heard about it or saw right. it or something, you know. So that, that's like a quick... Quick so breakdown of it, like but uh, second, third hand, yeah, right. So, you know, with that, we we kind of got on the uh, got on the idea train of like, so you have, you know, as you go over the whole country, there are you know literally thousands of reports though, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that they're all going to be on BFRO's website. There are a lot of them. You can find them on anywhere from Reddit to any other blog post, mm-hmm. any, you know, anything you can find the, the sightings and there's, there's thousands of them. reported Literally, cases. Yeah. Reported, just reported, reported, just reported yeah. cases. Yeah. yeah. But so then you have that number, that X amount that weren't reported that we're slowly finding out is greater than the number sure. by I, far. I that is five figures. Yeah. You know? So, you know, people all like to say they're quick to judge like, Oh, it was likely a misidentification on them or they, they didn't see that or they, you know, mistook a shadow or this and this. A lot of mm-hmm. people are quick to do that. And so um, I can't remember who I heard this from or where I got, you know, but I, I remember being told this side, this, this whole train of thought is that say you have a thousand cases, you mm-hmm. have a thousand reported cases of this thing. And even if you say 98% of those are straight bullshit. Mm-hmm. What about that two percent? Right. Yeah. You what know, percentage needs yeah, to be true? Yeah. What? So you just toss that out and go. Whoa, well, we're just going to get rid of that. No, you can't. You can't do that. Right. And I'm all for coincidences and everything else, but like we said in the interview, dude. Like, how many times can a coincidence happen? Right. Right. How many, what, what, how many, <laughs> how many coincidences does it take to go? Okay. This yeah. Is actual before shit. it becomes, you know, the coincidence in itself becomes bullshit. I think that's part of the problem with the paranormal, though. It's something that people are kind of, like, disconnected from. They don't want to admit it's real, whether that be from fear of themselves, like they're afraid that it is real, Mm -hmm. or whether that be fear of them having that stigma, like something wrong with them. Yeah. Um, And I think that kind of clouds it a little bit. Yeah, well, it, 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 it falls into like theories when it comes to like the farce of faith, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and obviously, think... like our focus is not to talk about religion, but well, sure. you know, but there's right. an idea of like discrepancy that happens in religion and similarities in between that, you know. Right. But like, no matter 
if all of us were Christian and had similar ideologies of Christian, there's still going to be a level of discrepancy that exists between us just based on experiences. Right. It's your beliefs, your personal beliefs. Yeah, your, well, per, your personal yeah. beliefs, your concepts, your your moral ideology and sure. how that applies to a topic. And when you right. apply that to like paranormal, like mm-hmm. yeah. every, everybody can have, everybody could have seen the same ghost. You know, <laughs> if ghosts are real or not, I'm not defining that. I'll be on the skeptic right. end of right. things, you know, but like, even that, everybody's going to have their own immediate interpretation of that. Absolutely. You know, Everyone's like, taking something well, at, a, at a, faith base, a faith level or belief level. It's either you believe that the animals that are in the uh, like an almanac or whatever are the only <laughs> animals in that woods, or you're taking the, the, the faith that or the belief that maybe there's something else. You know, you have to take some kind of <clears throat> leap of faith. You're either trusting, you know, what people are saying is in the woods, or you're you're trusting what you've seen yourself. Well, it's it's also a faith in reality. Mm-hmm. And like, it, obviously that becomes an extremely gray area based on this topic, but you know, there's plenty of people that have these situations that occur to them and then have more faith in reality and or at least their own ideology of what yeah, reality, reality is. is. Sure. You know, for all I know, when I was six years old, I saw Sasquatch in the woods, but if my faith in my own sanity was stronger, mm-hmm. you know, I might say, well, I was probably just a fucking bear. Yeah. Right. You know, like, well, and beliefs- I'm sure there's tons and tons of situations like that where people just kind of immediately trick themselves to believing the likelihood of this being the situation I, I happened to come upon, come upon mm-hmm. was not real. So it's probably just a bear. Well, like how they almost saying it's, it's a leap of faith, but I don't know if anyone else shares my like view on that. I feel like anytime you make any type of meaningful advancement, most of the time that is a literal leap of faith right, right. Someone, we make, someone had to believe it yeah, before you someone yeah i mean whether even if it's scientific like yeah we mm-hmm. have all this data to back up that this is how this is going to work right but in the end when you theoretically pull the trigger you're you're, you're hoping you're right. hoping well, so, that you were right, right. some right. someone so had to believe that they could break atoms it's like yeah, at an atomic level sure. yeah like, so every every every, every advancement we do whether it be like what we're doing now, the whole paranormal thing or, or anything in general, it, it's it, it's okay to have that leap of faith. It's okay to to want to believe and to try to believe or to be insanely skeptic and to question everything. Right. That is all good because all of it will require that leap of faith, that belief sure. in something. Your beliefs that's change your perception. They change the way you see the world. That's why I think it almost requires like a personal experience for a lot of it to be believed. Yeah, yeah. Every, almost everybody. In some way, everybody needs so a much of your like logical thought is telling you like, there's no way that there's some ghost here. There's no way that there's some giant ape-like creature running around the woods behind my house. Someone would have found well, it in these hundreds you can think, of years. Are we, are we conditioned? But, are we conditioned to think that way because right. of the modern? The, the world we're living scientific in now. method kind of are thing. We, yeah. are we, I mean, I'm, I'm not dogging scientific method. Sure, I, it's but it, it is shaped the way beautiful, you think. amazing thing. Yeah. But has that sculpted our mind in in a way that cancel that makes us mentally cancel out any kind of possibility? Well, here's the other thing. So you talked about reported cases yeah. and unreported cases. There's a third scenario where someone saw a Sasquatch. Uh-huh. And literally chose not to believe what they saw. Scoffed right. at it. Because they they dismissed it. And it could have been a, a class A case. Right. Well, clear yeah, as day. In, in that situation, it would be unreported to themselves. Right. Like, you know, yeah, they, they didn't yeah. accept that they had a reported right. situation like exactly. right there in front of them, you know. Or they could have just been like, oh, it was a bear. When anyone with any sort of interest. <laughs> yeah. in, yeah. in well, that. It was my neighbor, John. Like, right. 
Yeah, he's anyone with an interest in that in in Sasquatch or any sort of I use the term education loosely, but yeah. uh, familiarity is a better yeah, word. Yeah, that's a better word. For it. Uh, would see that and go, that's a Sasquatch, yeah. you know, like very clearly. <laughs> Or see a big footprint and be like, oh, that's a bear print. It's like, oh, there's no claws on it. So, like, <laughs> with that, though, um, we can kind of, like, trail on in is, like, what you can notice and also what you can pick apart from things is I think we can all kind of agree that there is, whether it be loosely to some or very, you know, very close to others, the commonalities that exist between everything, between the sounds, between the the you know, the type B's, the sounds, the partials, mm-hmm. the uh, type C's where it's like the folkloric, he say, see, you know, sure. hearsay stuff or the class A's, the full on visual. There are there are glaring similarities between a lot of it. And there's also some big things that are, you know, wildly different in them. But, um, you know, so I feel like the similar, you know, we're, for right now, I want to focus on the, like the similarities of sightings and it's. It's nationwide across the board, you know, right. They're similar for, for the most part. And I, I think I remember when I first joined the team back in the day, the, uh, the Ohio Bigfoot team. Um, one thing we kind of noticed in reports, and I, I'm sure other teams have like, you know, talked about this or written about this, was that it seemed to us that almost everything east of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. like east of the Mississippi, for some reason, encounters seemed a tiny bit more hostile in nature or more the things, you know, kind of not really stood their ground, but were more like almost territorial. That's because weed's legal on the West Coast. Yeah. And right. <laughs> and all the big fans over there, they're super chill, dude. They're like, oh, you can fucking be on the mountain. They're, bro, their hair's care. dreaded. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they have beads and, and shit. And yeah. Crystals. Much longer hair. They, they're well, like, they're out there spinning a CBD sign <laughs> and shit, you know, like, come down here like Broadway, dude. Oh, fucking. Well, but, uh, I'm, I'm curious if east of the Mississippi and well, I don't know, because I guess that would get kind of weird when you start talking about stuff like your Colorado's and well, not that, yeah. that is west of the Mississippi. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, see, this shows my this isn't a fucking but like, but well, you yeah. about Marco Polo and I was like, oh, man, that's who I think I'm Marco, <laughs> you know, that's, that's as much as I know about Marco Polo. You know, but like you think like east of the Mississippi and maybe we're spoiled being in Ohio that I'd think this way, but like east of the Mississippi, you think of like people that are like the John Deere folks, you know, like we've been in nature, like, yeah, yeah, like maybe like I'm not near as outdoorsy and campy as you are. But we're super close to Appalachia. Yeah, but but, 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 but we get in our cars and we drive five minutes and we're literally like, oh shit, like, this road is kind of spooky now because it's just right. corn, woods, etc. I mean, we got pretty it, good ridges and well, you take, shit, take 71 North, dense. you hop on 71 North, it takes you 15 minutes to get past Kings Island. And next thing you know, for the next hour, you're just driving your farmlands and just open large West Virginia, West Virginia is so hilly. Kentucky oh, yeah. is so hilly. You know, and, also, and, you, and, and you think even with that, though, because we're more involved outdoors and in kind of the rural recreational experience that almost stuff that would be west of the Mississippi would have a lot more, uh, particularly the coast. And I, I hate saying west of the Mississippi because there's a lot of territory. A lot in between. Like oh, yeah. But if you think of like, from an internet perspective, the west coast, you're talking about a populace that's like not necessarily in the wild near as much or is more densely populated. Like maybe you wouldn't run into more hostile situations well, occurring because you're not really out there as frequently anyway. You don't sure. have something that well, is as worried about its territory. There was a theory tossed around. And to me, just 
you know, in, in my humble opinion, everyone can think what they want, but I think Bigfoot is a flesh and blood animal, you sure. know, period. And, um, so to me, when, when I, when I hear of, uh, <clears throat> reports like that and stuff and like, uh, similarities, I think East of the Mississippi, there would have to be kind of a different thing to it. East of the Mississippi is where a lot of the, you have like, you know, population dense areas. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, West of Mississippi, there are certain areas that are definitely population dense, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, definitely east of the Mississippi, it's it's kind of more so the states are smaller, we're more clustered clustered together well, you and have stuff. Like five or six of the top ten largest cities yeah. are all on the eastern half, yeah. like New York, Boston, Tampa. So I think with that, um, the it was it was it seemed to be a commonality, like our common train of thought was that um, Bigfoot east of, east of the Mississippi is more of a uh, kind of solo. Uh, being like, like a solitary they, they are solitary they do their own thing mm-hmm. they how they mate do all that shit whatever no one obviously no one knows but it's more of a solitary kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas when you start getting up into you know utah montana washington oregon northern california british columbia alaska and you get into like the rocky mountain territory there mm-hmm. was a there's a whole theory of them living in like what would be considered like a, a family unit sure and then essentially sending out sentinels to watch for the main group. So while the main group is resting, you have watchers. Did that, they call them watchers? Somewhere? I think they call. I can't remember where. I think it was at like a Todd standing there. But it, it made sense because you have all mm-hmm. these insane. I mean, we're, we're over here more familiar with, you know, the Appalachian Mountains, which right. totally different beasts when you go out to the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And so you have these, you know, really high peaks and everything where you can get literally a bird's eye view of the area you can watch and you know keep watch for the family group and being that watchful it you know makes you understand why these things are so hard to have an encounter with right period you know because they know just from a survival standpoint that with us comes danger you can see it everywhere mm-hmm. i mean look at anything we do and you know we might do it with the best of intention but we got that fucking reverse midas touch where Everything we touch turns, turns to, to shit, shit you know. <laughs> so I mean, it's you know, it's kind of that kind of thing. But um, you were talking about like, like the primate behavior that these things. That's all that, like. I mean, is that? I wonder if that's a West Coast, East Coast thing. I, Obviously, see, they're I, all primates I, in theory, right? But, I mean, they'd all have to be. I mean, we're we're fucking primates, so. Ooh, I mean, whoa, yeah, that's whoa, a whoa, yeah. whoa, that's a whoa. hot topic. The, the world is twenty three years old. I was only twenty percent Neanderthal. Hot topic. But anyway, yeah, so. We we are primates, um, but yeah, they 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 are definitely. I would consider Bigfoot to be more on the to, towards the ape side and not the you know human side. I mean, I definitely think they they're definitely highly intelligent, but not civilized. Yeah, but the 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 things that have been reported, um, the the physiology of them, the their mannerisms, everything really points to. Uh, you know, primate tendencies like the the swaying thing is right. a territorial Thanks ape display. Um, there's been reports. I think it was uh, shit. What was that guy off finding Bigfoot? The show's okay, but that guy that I like. I really like uh, Cliff mm-hmm. on finding Bigfoot. He, I remember him dealing with one case, and the lady said that she saw the the creature hanging onto a tree, and he asked her just kind of offhand, like, 
do you remember how the like hand was holding the tree? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh yeah, it was like cupping around the tree. It wasn't like it. It had like apes have opposable thumbs, but when chimps and gorillas and or anything like grab, they they just hook C clamp. Yeah, they just hook the hand. <clears throat> There's no real grip to it. Do they do that? Yeah, but I mean, if it's just a spur kind of natural instinct thing, mm-hmm. it's cut much. So she, that's what she reported. So Cliff found that interesting, and there's, you know, the whole Who's Cliff again. This is the guy. It's a guy from Finding Cliff Brock okay. Brockman, I think his name. But um, um, so there, there's that stuff, and then the uh, uh, when they when they studied the the uh, Patterson Gimlin footage, the the gait of the creature, like how it walked, you know, I guess you call it morphologically, how it moved, the sure. locomotion of the animal mm-hmm. was not how our hips move, not how our legs are, not how our bipedal motion is done. The Patterson footage is the, <laughs> like the big that is footage. the that is the when word. people think Bigfoot, they think the see that side that's, profile that's just, shot. That's Hasn't just that because debunked, though? no, there, dude. You look at that. That was in the early sixties. Mm-hmm. You can see musculature move underneath the hair. Like mm. go go back. Look at fucking Star Wars. Look at the Wookie suit. Right. Right. That's the kind of, and that was after this. So, like, right. if they faked it, if they were using a suit back then that was insanely ahead of technological standards for that time, and they just costume it, yeah, and just you met this guy. I met shit. Now I can't remember who. It was someone? <laughs> I met the one still. The it was it was Bob Gimlin. Okay, because Patterson filmed it. Right. And Gimlin was in the suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. No, I meant that. Dude, I will I'm tell kidding, you. I'm kidding. They I'm kidding. made that joke. And they're uh, no, no, I mean, no disrespect to Bob Gimlin. Right. That is a little motherfucker. No okay. respect. He's just a little dude. Yeah. And so everyone used to, that used to be the joke. Oh, well, if Patterson filmed it, it was Gimlin in the suit. There is not a snowball's chance in hell. Unless he can really unless he can like <laughs> unless you were unless you were crushing that dude in extra weight and body suits. But anyway, like going back to the locomotion of it, it's no pun intended with the train sounds yeah, in the back. But um, tis, but uh, fair photo, huh? Uh, uh, Doctor Jeff Meldrum actually did it. He he has an insanely good breakdown of the Patterson Gimlin footage that all but debunks it being a fake. It it shows you everything you need to know. Like, hey, just by the the way this thing moves, mm-hmm. you know, morphologically, it, it a person. Your body cannot move in the way and walk in the way it does naturally. You would see unnatural movement. What's this thing name? is Dr. Jeff Meldrum. Oh, okay. This is yeah. the professor. That's that- the guy who literally he 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 put his fucking career on the line with it. You know, he's a academic, educated as hell man, and he, and he really deals with the uh, his specialty is in the uh, the foot the the plaster casts of footprints like that the they anthropological get. yeah he deals in like um he's the, he's the guy that uh really brought to light for a dumbed down term of it the fingerprints or toe prints in the tracks the right the the things you can tell that did this come from a actual the foot? dermal ridges dermal yeah. Yeah, yeah did this come from an actual foot or was this you know old uncle eddie sculpted this in his woodshed sure. and strapped it on his feet but he's he's come out and like he has a, a collection of casts where he's like these came from this came from a living animal mm-hmm. so if it was an insanely big human out there trudging around barefoot it was either that 
or it's something we don't know about. Maybe it's some giant hill inbred Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Wrong, wrong turn. Hills have eyes, mm-hmm. dude. Was stomping around out there. Baby Ruth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Baby <laughs> Ruth. Baby Ruth. But anyway, so like, um, you know, you have the you have the Patterson footage, and then there, but there are so many other. There, there's many um, good stories, or there's good stories. There are, there's other fantastic footage. It is amazing uh, the shit you can find on. It, it sounds cheap, but on on YouTube with the Bigfoot, are you gonna find some hokey ass videos? Absolutely, yeah. right. Probably majority of what you're gonna see on there's hokey. But and I know that there's saying, like people just want to be yeah. like validated they want well, to entertain but it's well, like it's going to get clicks it's going to get views there, there's, yes. a, there's a forum now for you to be able to present stuff just in order to make ironically we're using the same forum oh yeah right. but we're different not ironic. <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean after we're not bullshitting like it's more a lot of it's about raw footage and mm-hmm. a lot of it's more about just presenting it as is you, we're, we're going to find a lot of nothing that's that's like pretty much the. Well, yeah. We're gonna, so, we're gonna so find the, a lot of something and then probably just be spooked. So I think the one is. I'm bringing an extra pair of pants out. Let me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna verify well, myself. Like depends but every investigation. I think. <laughs> I think, in my opinion, you know, I'm gonna use that. You know, you guys should take my opinion very seriously. But in my <laughs> you, opinion, you, are, um, you in essence of the four of us, you are the pro. You're the expert. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking of. So you have the Patterson Gimlin footage. Which to me is still, it is iconic. It is what comes to people's mind. Mm-hmm. But there is an equally, if not more impressive piece of footage called the Freeman footage. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't remember exactly where the footage was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the dude's full name. I, you know, I'd have to do some digging and stuff. But you know, we'll we'll get we'll we'll, Gordon we'll get that at, at another time. But that's a nerdy reference. It's it's known as the Freeman footage. He knows it. So you know, check that stuff out. It is. Essentially, imagine the Patterson Gimlet footage, but on more modern gear and almost a better look at it. That's another thing, too. I think people are primed to, like, call bullshit if it looks good. Oh, yeah. It's like you, there's a trope that, like, it has and this, to be and shot this, and this horribly. This, unbelievable. No, no, this no is – this is yeah, yeah, it's got to be 8 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the Freeman footage – You have to talk about it in a T9. Like, shot on a you, razor. You, you can tell the Freeman footage was shot – like in the moment, like the dude was right, not really in a panic. When was, was that? Was in a hurry. I want to say, should I just had it up? But it, I mean, it was way far more recent, recent than the um, the Patterson, than the Patterson Gimlin. Like, footage. like, would it be post? See, I've never post the You're talking. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. Or are you talking like nineties? No, no. I think no. Definitely after after two thousand. Okay. Definitely yeah, okay. within. So so within the era of accessibility, of within within the last decade or so, I would say, probably a little. Um, wait, no, hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. Well, this keep, keep, keep searching. Anyway, yeah. So we, we can <laughs> deep dive. We can deep dive later. But anyway, Freeman footage is kick ass. Um, there's also a really good story um, about. Uh, I, I think the story is called uh, the. It's called Ape Canyon. And it kind of ties into what we were saying earlier about you know I was hearing more hostile reports east of the Mississippi because this story happened out west. And I think the rough yeah, you said canyon, just, my mind immediately went to like yeah. Arizona. But the rough just of it was There's that no anywhere else. There's a gorge. Yeah. Was it's that um I think it was like some loggers or some miners, you know, some mm-hmm. those kind of people were doing a job 
had a sighting of a Bigfoot and, and shot it. And it fell down into the ravine or whatever and got swept away by the river. Whereas, you know, and then later on that night, they're back in the cabin. They're, you know, bedding down for the night. And all of a sudden, the cabin just starts getting barraged by rocks and That's sticks and everything. Thing, right? getting oh, thrown. yeah. Thrown shit's a big thing. So it, the cabin was just getting pelted. And they were hearing sounds, calls, movement in the woods. And it was so bad that they, they loaded up their guns and eventually just made a run for it to the mm-hmm. truck and got the hell out of there. But that was probably the most – I mean, it was a group report too. So like numerous guys were there and all told the same story. So you had a group report and that, I, from what I believe, is still to this day the most violent, you know, actual aggressive report that we've ever had. And that's the thing is these, these might be very peaceful animals. But like I feel like – Until you shoot them. Yeah. Human, <laughs> yeah. Humans by nature, we're, we're, we're peaceful people. Right. Naturally, yeah. naturally, we're peaceful. Yeah, depends you know, where you're at. Yeah, I think the better response is naturally we're non-confrontational. Yeah, naturally we want to just do our own thing. Yeah, but when you fuck with that, and you you know you come in, and you you shoot our, our brother Ed, and he falls into a goddamn river, dude, I'm I'm busting your cabin up. You know, me and right. me and the boys are gonna meet outside on the hill, and we're gonna fuck you up. And that, I think that's how it happens. And you have people ask all the time. Uh, are these animals dangerous? Are they dangerous? I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude. They they, they would be. They're huge. If it's yeah. a seven eight foot tall primate, fuck yeah, it's dangerous, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, well, like, every, everything in the wild is dangerous. Yeah. Squirrels. You don't want to go be dangerous. Yeah. Don't want to go through yeah. your house. Don't don't, don't be like, hostile towards it, and it ain't gonna fuck you up. Right. You know, it's a very very easy thing to understand. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, these things are simply just kind of that stereotypical peaceful giant trying to just they're just trying to fucking live and survive like so. an elephant yeah exactly like Perfect. a damn elephant <laughs> but um so then you get into kind of like the cases and uh you know we're gonna give it its time too is like the weird shit you know where bigfoot goes kind of out in the left field well, speaking of cryptids i think your raccoon is back i'm pausing audio so um we had a a raccoon issue <laughs> we had to take a pause <laughs> we will take care of said we're in the garage issue. There's, there's a raccoon that's been stalking. <laughs> yeah, right. He wants to join another conversation. Yeah, he's got, he's met Bigfoot before. He's the final. He feels the final. like we are the prey. At this we had a, we had a class A raccoon <laughs> encounter earlier, and it's about to get a class A pellet in his ass. <laughs> but anyway, um, so you know we're we're gonna dabble into like the weirder case of it. We have to, we have to like if we're gonna look into the. You know, all the, oh, I saw this beautiful animal shit. We, we gotta, would be hypocritical if we didn't account if, yes, for exactly. some of the more supernatural, more, uh, supernatural esoteric yeah, sort right. of cases where it's not just Bigfoot's not just a primate, but maybe Bigfoot's a spirit, know, something else, a, a wood spirit or a, or a, or an alien. Not necessarily my, my, uh, my go-to belief. Not, not my cup of tea, really. But, but uh, I can I, see it, you know. So like you, you have a. You have reports literally saying that um, these Bigfoot have almost like blinked in and out of and in and out of being there. And like I said, with my sighting, like it was fast. You're going to hear Jay's sighting. It was fast. The, the, right. the Bigfoot is a is a very fast animal, very fast creature, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But you have people whose reports are more along the lines of it. Literally, I was as I was watching appeared and then disappeared which there is no 
physical power that any animal has that would, you know, relate to that, that makes that possible. We can't do that. Our technology doesn't give us that ability. So, you know, you would have to almost uh, attach, is this thing... Ooh, I want one. (laughs) But uh, you'd have to... ASMR. Oh, there you go. You'd have to attach that... um, Pause. You'd have to attach almost that um, extraterrestrial slash spiritual uh, uh, connotation to it because... What else could do that? And there's people. It's something we can look into for sure. And there's also a common. I mean, in certain parts of the country, I know that there's reports come that people have had UFO encounters and Bigfoot encounters like all at the same time. Like they have seen lights in the sky and saw a big hairy thing in the woods. Yeah, mushrooms are powerful. Yeah, and but at the same time, like dude, how and like how the hell do we know? But at the end of the day, my whole thing is. You know, like what Jay said, or he's going to say, is like, why the hell, you know, you're going to master interstellar travel and you're going to come walk around our fucking woods naked? Like, uh, what the, the, the prime example you is know, the like, Mothman prophecy quote. Yeah. And like, we crack jokes about it all the time, but it's just like, as a human, have you ever made the effort to explain yourself to a cockroach? Yeah, you would. From a level of intellect. So like, if you something, ex- if something exists, more than likely it does. But if something right, exists right. in the grand scheme of things, that on an intellectual level is just like such an extreme, why would they give a flying shit in order to explain themselves to us? Like, where well, are it's, feeble things on a rock somewhere? It's Occam's razor, right? It's like the simplest answer is usually the correct one. And with Bigfoot, I think it's far more plausible, and I'm sure Jeff Meldrum would agree. Yeah. Um, is it Meldrum, right? Meldrum, Meldrum yeah. yeah. Well, Jane Goodall also would agree, yeah. you know, uh, that it's entirely possible there is a large primate. Well, they've Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Meldrum is definitely more outspoken on the subject. Sure. But, Jane, um, Jane Goodall is clearly like an off. Yeah, she comment. she is she's been she's been and that poor sweet old woman love her to death for everything she's done. People harass her, but she is literally them. almost. It's almost the point now where it's like almost a, a slight harassment. Sure. To where she's, you can tell she's like kind of tired of it. Right. But um, she, she has said that like, hey, based on the evidence I've seen and what people show me and whatever and everything, I, I, I am open to the possibility. I right. wouldn't say that she is a full on believer, but she is open to the possibility that there is a native large primate that is unknown in North America. Right. And that to me, that to me alone, the, the wealth of knowledge that sits in that woman's head is incredible. And just her, her overall knowledge and primates in general. And, and she would look at the evidence and look at this and go, it very well could be that alone. And people go Ugh, and scoff at it. No, that, 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 that has some weight to it. Sure. And then you have Jeff Meldrum, like the guy is insanely educated, mm-hmm. insanely well-spoken too. And devilishly good looking. No, but I mean, seriously, he, is he? He's all right. He's like he's like like a seven. Jeff, Jeff, you're like a seven, bro. He's like a seven. You're like a silver fox. You you know what I mean? You're like a seven. You said you said devilish, and you're looking up. (laughs) But um, save for life. Ethan's the only one not married. So yeah, you know, give him the shit. But um, <laughs> he can still experiment. Uh, he can still experiment. Still he's a doctor. I'm trying to find myself. But um, yeah, no, but he's uh, he he's you know an, a very intelligent person, and he, and he knows what he's talking about. Like that 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 is literally he teaches it. He's wrote books on it. He he knows this shit through and through. And you're gonna sit there and try to tell tell this guy that. You don't know what you're talking about, man. Like right. we're us, you know, us regular guys that work, you know, the nine to fives and everything else. 
we're going to try to tell this dude there's no way, man. And that to me, it's right. a, that that just that doesn't sit right with me. Well, I would put that guy like, you know, S tier of people that I'd like to interview or talk Absolutely. with. You know, Absolutely. if you ever had that opportunity. But I'll I know he's out of Saw Four. He he does come out to Saw Four. Oh, really? Yeah. So if we, and that's kind of I think our tentative plan, maybe try to swing next year's Saw Four. Right. So if we do end up going out there, if he's if one of the, the guest if speakers, the permits. Yeah, if the plague allows. Uh, we'll get out there and if the plague allows, Meldrum's there. We'll try to swing some stuff, but um, but like now, I mean, I guess we should bring people up to speed on what we're doing this weekend. Who, or this weekend, we're going out to um, Brown County to meet up with uh, Brian's former. Let's specify uh, Brown County, Ohio. Ohio, yeah, yeah there is a Brown County, County Indiana. Yeah, yeah. We'll get and there's twisted. a lot of sightings out there too. I found. Out, oh, well, so. it might just be a Brown County thing. Who knows? Yeah, uh, maybe it's just we'll Brown, find all the Brown, Brown counties. But anyways, uh, so we're, we're, we're linking up with Brian's uh, former Bigfoot researcher partner, right? Because you guys yeah. were in a group together, yep. which was called Tri-State Bigfoot. At the time when I joined, it was, it was uh, known as Tri-State Bigfoot. And, you know, after everything that came about, we eventually just like, hey, let's stay focused on Ohio. So because there's teams in Kentucky and India. So we just became Ohio Bigfoot. And now, I mean, uh, you know, go go on, you know, threshold the Threshold Paranormal page and give mm-hmm. us a damn like. But also, if you guys are interested, go on to Ohio Bigfoot uh, Facebook page. Shoot them a like. You know, cool stuff. We're, we're trying to get, you know, we're getting our team rolling. But I think also with us moving, that is going to give the Ohio Bigfoot team a little kind of kickstart, too, to get back in the game. Sure. So Get everyone involved. Yeah, that'd be right. cool. More the merrier. Absolutely. I mean, um, it really just helps us out anyway. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, prior to the podcast, we called out, uh, called up Jay, and we talked about, you know, this weekend and what our plans are going out there and you know what what all we're going to uh do obviously we're going to interview him yeah uh, he's, he and when we called him earlier he had some interesting things to say about you know his reports that he's uh willing to share with us not on the phone but we have to yeah, we have to so wait that's gonna tomorrow. be that's yeah the, that's gonna be the tease man yeah. yeah but i mean we still definitely got more than enough of a Worthwhile conversation. Oh yeah, he's, oh, yeah. he's just, a, just on his history. Of a well, a wealth of knowledge with the stuff, and he 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 brings up. I think like he he's what we needed, you know, to find because like I mean I, out of the group, I know probably the most about Bigfoot. Sure, toot toot, you know, but <laughs> toot. but uh, he dumb motherfuckers. But um, he 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 surpassed. He he is the kind of that piece we needed to put the picture together and really understand what we're right. looking into. Guys. Well, he's, he's definitely the starting point. Yeah. He, he's yeah, step, he's step one. First person. He's step yeah. one. And then, and I, I don't mean to underplay him, but step one, no, he is, he's pivotal to what we're doing from here as far as, you know, studying the, uh, you know, local Bigfoot folklore. So, I mean, from there, you know, we're working on, you know, the video, that stuff's going to come together. Uh, we're going to do, of course, we're going to do some more podcasts, maybe some reaction videos and shit. So, yeah, I, I think the general direct dive. Uh, at some point, it did. That's fine. We got the audio. Yeah. From, and from a general perspective, though, like more so, it's just the podcast is almost to exist as a pre and post discussion of our experiences of actually doing like going in the field and filming stuff Absolutely. and seeing what happens, you know? And I think this is more just a forum to be able to have kind of like the conversation off the cuff, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously when you're in the heat of things, particular things come up that necessarily is not something that you would get drinking beers and yeah, this, smoking with friends. Yeah, you know, this is like, the part where we can sit down and kind of like, 
gather our thoughts and kind of put them out there. And also, dude, we, we want y'all's feedback on stuff. So, you know, if you're listening to this stuff and you're engaging and you're liking what you're hearing, um, if you know of or you have anyone that knows about some stuff, uh, let us know. Let us give us give us some leads to go on because we want this. Like, yeah, we're the group doing it, but we also want this to be a this is open. This for is them. a group group endeavor. You know, you you guys are along for the quote unquote ride with us. Uh, fucking big man's over there dropping shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, this is a big guy. I got big guy. Big guy. It's fucking. It's fucking. Yeah, it's more. It's more about creating a forum of discussion <laughs> and interest than it is necessarily about saying like, oh, we're trying to head up anything. I mean, there's been plenty of groups that have existed before us. And oh god, yeah. had more equipment and more leeway on the top. Yeah, we we're, we're running. And that's the thing, like, we're not going in here with, like, every fucking tool at our disposal. Disposal, We're, we're literally walking into this with what we got. We're going to get shit along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, we're getting the ball rolling. And we want you yeah. guys to kind of walk with us on this and go to the fucking threshold with us. You know? Oh, man. So, so I, and, <laughs> and, as a, and as a good transition to that, I guess now would be the moment of, like, plugging. You know, yeah. like, and obviously, like. Nick, who is generously our, our brilliant mind in the social media, can obviously insert all of our um, yeah, everything, hash, hash everything tags, you see on social is 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 Nick's whole thing, and I give him mad respect for that. He's putting up some cool shit. So definitely well, the, the rest of out. us have become have almost become archaic in the fact of like how we interact. With yeah, social media. I know jack <laughs> shit about. We've also this. become conspirators about the internet <laughs> and its con- consumption of the world, it's but it's poisonous. <laughs> so Nick, if you want to please go ahead and kind of give us the rundown of. Where people can interact with us, where they can have conversations, where they can bring up topics of interest, where they can bring up sightings, where they can just come and meander and have a discussion. Like, Right. So you can find us on Facebook at Threshold Paranormal, recently changed over from Threshold Paranormal Podcast. Mm-hmm. Our email is thresholdparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. If you have anything, you can send in that email. You can send us a message on Facebook, comment on a post of ours. We'd love that engagement, actually. It's, Absolutely. I mean, the more conversation we can get going in that community, <laughs> the better. We plan on, once we get enough, developing our own subreddit. We're going to get Twitter and Instagram up for you guys. Uh, we'll probably even get a Snapchat going so you all can follow us on a Snap story during our investigations. That'd be pretty cool. So that'll yeah, that'll be like a little bit more like live feed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that information will all be broadcast out on our Facebook page. So really right now, that is the best place yeah, to follow sure. us. So go to Facebook, get in that search bar, search Threshold Paranormal. And you will find us. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Go ahead and give us a comment or a message. Tell us a little about yourself and if you want to get involved. Hell, yeah. tell, tell your grandma, dude. Tell your grandma. Yeah. Your she grandma's got has... Facebook. I love your grandma. Tell get your on, grandma. Get on the Facebook that I know you made for your dog. Give us a follow on that. Yeah. yeah. Make so, fake yeah. accounts well, on we Facebook. Love, yeah. We love fake <laughs> So from, from a closing perspective, now that we've kind of necessarily wrapped up what the podcast and what the, the film, the video, the audio log is necessarily about, do we want to necessarily give like more of an independent? If you find one of us, our voice is very pleasant. So obviously, like as I was saying, a lot of us are kind of like on the fringe of social media. So uh, I, myself, Ethan Schultz, who's doing all of your editing of audio, pretty much the only place you can find me currently is on Twitter. 
Um, if you go to at pentagrammer, P-E-N-T-A-G-R-A-M-M-R-R, because someone took the single R one, sadly. <laughs> Rude. That's pretty much the only place that you can find me, but I'm usually pretty active, particularly with the video game community, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more when it comes to the cryptoid and the paranormal topics necessarily popping up on my Twitter. Brian, where can they find you on social media, uh, please? Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook, Brian Schnicky, B-R-Y-A-N-S-C-H-N-I-C-K-E. Uh, there's going to be another dude from Montana. Fuck that dude. I'm the, I'm the real one from Ohio. You are the real one. Wait, is he the only other Brian? The only other one. And I, I've tried to send him a friend request and he's fucking denying me every time. So fuck him. him. I will, I will say. I've tried. I've, I've made the attempt and now it's on him. I will say. There can be only one. I will, I will say. I'm not going to kill you, dude. Add, fucking add me, brother Brian. If you, brother Brian Schnicky. But anyway, you can find me on there. You're going to, I, I kind of pop in and out of Instagram. Um, on there also, go, you know, Brian Schnicky, um, I think on there I do the, you're a Udo, aren't you? Either, uh, Udo, U-D-O, uh, Fehu, uh, F-E-H-U or X-B-X-12-21-X. Yeah. I cannot fucking for the life of me remember my Instagram name, but anyway, I'll get yeah, back on there and we'll start doing some stuff, yeah. but, uh, I don't do the Twitter thing yet. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get that rolling, but, uh, you know, definitely, you know, most of my activities on my own, my own personal page, but. The threshold, the threshold page is, page is where I'm going to do all this. Uh, Dylan, you're good, brother. Yeah, same for me. I don't – don't add me on Facebook. Yeah, don't fuck <laughs> add me either. I'm going to deny your shit. Just uh, – yeah. send me a message. The best way I, – I look at the paranormal page, the threshold paranormal page every single day. So if you guys comment on there or send a DM on there, uh, I'm also an admin on that page so I can get in there and comment with you guys we don't or want talk you, to you guys on we there. don't want y'all's dick pics, dude. Yeah. We don't want it. That's Not right. yet. Unless it's Bigfoot's dick. Unless it's Bigfoot's dick or it's like a paranormal dick. <laughs> you got some dick. ghost dick or Bigfoot dick, we'll look at them all day. It's a spiritual experience. <laughs> we'll send them to Nick and Nick will be like, that's a good dick, dude. See, I am honored to be that filter for you guys. <laughs> Nick has a separate hard drive full of Bigfoot dick. I'm it's just like 64 gigs. Sort, He's an expert in the field. <laughs> I'm sorting through invites to my uh, only or to OnlyFans invites and dick pics. And I'm just like, all right, guys, this one's Bigfoot. Let's go. All right, Brian. Okay, fine. Your ass, Nick. Oh, yeah. Uh, really just reach out to me on the Threshold Paranormal Facebook page. Um, like I said, more to follow. Once we get that, we'll definitely be sure to get that out to you guys. Brian, you want to tell them about our phone call and send us off? So our phone call, guys, um, it's kind of the teaser, man. It really is. It's the uh, teaser for the video to come, but the phone call – there's a lot of good shit in there. A lot of good, you know, meat still on the bone there. Um, we're going to talk about everything from uh, Jay's personal experiences to uh, what he thinks of overall Brown County to other experiences he's had to <clears throat> his own personal thoughts on Bigfoot as a whole. So we're going to we're going to cover that whole gamut. You're going to hear from Jay here in a second. But um, like like Nick said, man, stay tuned. Give us a like. Keep an eye out for the next for the first real video. Um Shit's coming your way. So uh, thank you guys for giving us the time. Ethan, send us the fuck out, dude. I thought you were doing the same. You're sending us the fuck out professionally with that golden (sighs) voice. Oh, man. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for episode two, because the first one was kind of our at the bar recording, talking about the paranormal. But thank you for joining us for episode two of The Threshold Paranormal. We look forward to bringing you more content and more exploration in the topics of mystery for the future untold. The threshold. Hello? Hey, Jay. All right. I think we're...
I think we're back on now, man. Alrighty. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for doing this stuff for us and, you know, and with us and everything. It's cool to have you, like, on board with it. Oh, no worries, man. Always, always a good time. Yep. So, uh, just got, like, a basic list of, like, questions for you, sure. you know? Keep it, keep it simple, and then we'll just kind of, like, let it flow from there. But, um, <clears throat> so, I guess my first question for you would be, um, how did you get involved with Bigfoot in general? Like what was the, what was your first, um, experience? Not, not, you know, sighting or anything, but just your first memory of Bigfoot in general. Okay. Well, I had actually had an experience when I was, I, I think 10 or 11 in the woods near my home. Um, I know, you know, this story, but, um, that, and, and actually at the time, like, like I wouldn't even like if somebody had told, told me at that age, anything about a Bigfoot or Yeti, Sasquatch, anything, I wouldn't have any clue what they were talking about. So I would say like, as far as like first experience with, with uh, like Bigfoots in general would be reading books. Like after that experience, I got a major interest in the paranormal and uh, started reading all uh, different kinds of books. And uh, the, the very first uh, Bigfoot ex- like thing that I came across would be uh, would be just it was in a book and I honestly I couldn't even tell you what the name was something like probably to do with like monsters and folklore or something like that like with Loch Ness monster and, and other things like that too. Yeah, yeah. So so you kind of you kind of came about it the way like a lot of other people do. You just through reading or TV and you know the gen- the general kind of stuff. Well, yeah, because uh, like like the 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 thing that happened to me got me i mean it got me curious because you know i knew that what i saw wasn't a person or any known animal or you know anything (laughs) like i knew it wasn't something something normal so like and and like i really like i wanted to know what what happened yeah so jay this is dylan um yeah brian kind of gave me like a top-down view of your story but I mean, it sounds really interesting. He said, "What he, what you thought you saw might might have been like a juvenile Bigfoot or something like that." It sounded really interesting. It was, it's, it's a story I haven't really, really heard before. Yeah. Well, it's, it's. I mean, I'm glad to share it with you. It, uh, I was, like I said, I was probably like 10 or 11. I think it was like 19. It was sometime between 1986 and 1988. I'm not really overly sure on on the the year. Um, I think it was 88. I mean, I could probably do the math with my age, but you know, that's, it's math. So, um, so I, it, was, it was in the late eighties and, uh, I like, I, like I didn't grow up in like the country. I like, I, I, I grew up in the suburbs. I lived, I, I grew up in, in Delhi, which is over on the West side of the city of Cincinnati. Uh, last place you would think anything like that would happen. Yeah, but like we where the subdivision we lived in, there was a, a large patch of woods, which I know, now connects to much larger woods and pretty much runs i mean like if you wanted to you could it's near the ohio river if you wanted to you could pretty much uh walk a wooded path to indiana um through a lot of you know bouncing around but you could do it so anyhow uh my friends and i used to always play in the woods as kids i mean like every day we would we would go out to the woods uh after school you know whatever and 
that particular day, like we had these trails in the woods that we would, we would go out and we would walk down. Well, that particular day, um, I, w- I had one friend with me and for whatever reason, we decided we were going to run down the trail and I went down like, normally I go, there's like three trails, uh, three trails. And normally we run down the one on the right. Uh, but for whatever reason, we decided to go to the left that particular day. And I, I, I probably didn't run, but maybe 50 feet and there's a small clearing and over to the right side of that clearing, there was a big honeysuckle, I guess, like tree bush, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was, it, it's pretty good size so like at least five foot. <laughs> and this particular time of the year, it was covered in, in leaves. Um, so I ran, I got ahead of my friend and I, as I stepped into that clearing, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye by this honeysuckle tree. And as I looked over, it's, it like stood up. It must've been crouched down for whatever reason. And it stood up. And I remember the first thought that came in my head was, uh, he's bigger than my dad. And my dad was, uh, probably at that time, like six, one and at least 250 and uh he but he wasn't like muscular built he was like extremely thin and i I say he just because i i just assume that it was a male and uh and the it it like it, it looked at me and i stood looking at it and we were probably at most 20 25 feet apart like we were extremely close and we're just staring at each other and then my, my friend comes up, like finally catches up to me. And as he's coming up, this thing like turns and within like two steps, two, three steps is, is gone. And, and it like, it, it happened, it moved so fast. I remember being blown away by how fast it moved. Like I, cause I remember thinking at that time it moves faster than a deer. And, uh, and, and like the, the, the thing about what I saw is like, my 10 year old, 11 year old brain was so traumatized and shocked by this that I can't like, for whatever reason, I cannot recall. I, I couldn't tell you exactly to the detail what this, what this thing was or what it looked like. I, I, I can tell you it was, it was humanoid. It stood upright on two legs, moved on two legs. I could tell you it was white in color. Um, Cause I remember the sun coming through the trees. Like, you know how like you, you get like a, like a, a grayish or even a black dog or whatever and the, and the sun hits their coat and it kind of has like a, like a shine to it. It's almost like an undercoat sheen or whatever, like an animal that has a different color undercoat that reflects light. Like yeah. A polar bear or something. <laughs> it, something. It's like, it, it, it like, I mean, it didn't like, like it, it wasn't emitting its own light. It was basically right. like, it was, I wouldn't even say necessarily reflecting the sunlight, but just like how an animal has a shiny, shiny coat, shiny coat of hair. Yeah. Um, but like I couldn't tell you in detail. I knew I could tell you it's tall. I can tell you it was white. And I remember, like I remember looking at the eyes, and I and I remember that the eyes there was like uh, it was like a bluish gray colored skin uh, to I guess to the face or at least around the eyes. And I remember the expression that it had was like a like a uh, shocked like a surprise look. <laughs> Uh, to it like to just based on on the mouth and like I couldn't tell you any details about the mouth um, but but I mean that, that was basically it I mean it, it took off so fast and, and and I just like I couldn't comprehend what you know what this was and, and like uh, oddly enough uh, 
I think it was uh, about a week, I want to say maybe a week later, uh, there was a family that lived in a house that had a, that, that, that patch of woods butted up against their house pretty much. I mean, their house was pretty much in that patch of woods and they had uh, uh, like a big deck out there and, and uh, apparently they had called the police. Uh, it was not, it was maybe roughly a week later. They had called the police because late in the middle of the night, uh, they saw a, what they called, quote, a man dressed in all white in their backyard messing with their bird feeder. So that's crazy. Uh, kind of like some justification yeah, when I told yeah. my parents about what I saw and they were just basically dismissed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, it was, uh, that was kind of like some justification. Needless to say, I was not allowed to play in the woods. <laughs> uh, so you, you said that, so. you said like most of this was in Delhi. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Places. I mean, for, for people that don't know that Delhi is like a, it's like a suburb. It's, it's not yeah. not something you would associate with real rural, you know, rural right, woods like and territory. Ten minutes from the city. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not. It's it, it is suburbia, but but there there is uh, where I was at. It's uh, if you were to look at a, a map, uh, it, it it's maybe. I mean, you could walk to the river if you wanted to. It would. I mean, it wouldn't be quick, but you could walk to the river from where we live. For sure. Yeah, I um. Yeah. I, I almost have a follow-up question on your mark. So obviously, sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if your folks are still around and living. If not, rest their souls. But yeah, I, you said that like pretty much your parents when you told them. You're like a you're a young kid telling them a story of something something abnormal that you saw, and they pretty much dismissed it. Like as you proceeded growing up with this, I guess increased interest in like either paranormal or the existence of Bigfoot. You know at, how how have your parents kind of adapted to your interest? If that was even a discussion that was later had with them. Okay. Um, well, uh, oddly enough, my, you know, my parents are both still alive and they oddly enough still live in the same house. So. That's, <laughs> oh, really? great. That's great. Yeah. We might have but, to give uh, them a call. I, I still, haven't, <laughs> still haven't been back to the woods, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, over, I'd say, uh, really the topic didn't come up much after that because, uh, what what we called it as kids, we called it the white man. I mean, we weren't like you know creative enough to come up with anything else, but we called it the white man. And um, uh, like we uh, honestly, I don't think I've ever had any discussions with my parents about it since uh, since being ten or eleven. Now my parents know uh, that this was that this has become a hobby of mine, and they're not like they're not like against it, but they're not really for it either <laughs> yeah well that's understandable yeah, yeah like, i get it so they're they're kind of kind of indifferent on it but i mean it's not we don't normally talk about about that sort of stuff so are you the only one like in your like immediate family that has any interest in the in bigfoot at all or the paranormal or oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'd say that the rest of my family probably oh it's my brother my brother used to like uh, he used to kind of give me grief over over the whole thing yeah. uh, until he uh, started until he had an experience when he went fishing, uh, and then after that he was kind he kind of stopped stopped giving me so much uh, flack over it. So. So, oh, wow. so did you have any other? Not not I mean I th- I guess that was your only sighting, but have you had any other experiences yourself that you that you directly correlate to like? It, that had to have been Bigfoot related or something. Do you have any other things you've seen, heard, you know, tracks, noises, whatever it be that you say 
that had to have been something. That was something different, something paranormal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, doing the investigative, uh, team and, and stuff, we had, had quite a few, uh, experiences. Uh, although I would say that honestly, like, I mean, like when you're, when you're out, it's, it's, it's very difficult what we do, as you know, um, you, you know, you can't like, like you could be out and you could, uh, record a tree knock and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, you can't say one way or another, what was on the other end of that, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I, I couldn't take that to court and say, Oh, this, you know, this is, you know, exhibit a, because, you know, for all I know that, you know, some, some dude out in the woods, you know, messing around or chopping firewood or something. So, I mean, like I, 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 of course heard, heard my fair share of that stuff, uh, had some really interesting investigations, probably, uh, the most interesting being the, um, the first investigation we ever did, which I think was, I want to say like 2008 or 2009. Um, when we first, uh, first formed our, our team, this was, you know, obviously before Brian became part of it, Brian, I don't remember what year you came in. I think it was 2011. I think it was, yeah, I think it was around 2011 that I joined up. Okay. Okay. Well, this was, this was 2008 and I know, you know, I know you know all about I know this, this story, yeah, but it's a good we one. We always talked about it, it's but yeah, that, it was, uh, it was, uh, here in, here in Brown County, uh, Mount Orb area. And, uh, we had someone contact us through the website that was reporting, oh yeah, we see these things all the time. And, you know, and of course me being so close, I'm like, okay, well, I'll stop by and, and talk to you about it. And, um, so I stopped by and this lady and her husband are there and I'm, I'm talking to them about their sightings and I'm going to be flat out 100% go for broke honest with you. I, this lady was a little bit off kilter, like, you know, like, and you know, as well as I do, when we, we've gone out and done public speaking events, you know, we've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people. Oh, you can, you can see that type of person. 99 out of a hundred are like the most sane down to earth people you meet, like, uh, teachers, firefighters, you know, truckers, you know, just mm-hmm. normal everyday people. But you always have that one. And uh, <laughs> she, she was, she was kind of that one. And I thought, you know, benefit of the doubt, we'll get, you know, we'll, it's our first investigation. It'll give us something to do. So uh, we had a, a small team of four people went out to this location. Uh, we set up trail cameras all through the woods. Uh, she had like, it was right. It was extremely muddy back there. I remember that. And, um, we, we set up trail cameras all through the woods and they had like a dirt bike trail that they ran back there. So we were, you know, kind of goofing around in the woods. Uh, it was pretty quiet and, uh, the, the lady came out, like they were actually, they were going to, uh, some event or something. They had like a, a family thing or something they had to go to. And, uh, she came out before they left and she was, you know, talking, you know, talking about everything. So we're like, okay, yeah, you know, we're, you know, write that, taking notes. So we get into this and we're, you know, nothing's happening. I mean, it was, it was extremely quiet. And then they came back from whatever it was. And it was probably like one in the morning at that time. And we were actually thinking about packing it up. And, uh, she came out with a, like a spotlight and was shining in the woods and, you know, nothing was happening. And she started, uh, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. I, 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 uh, before they came back, I was sitting on a picnic table and, uh, guy Keith that used to be in with us, we were 
he saw it too. Um, but we're both looking in the woods and neither of us even brought it up cause we weren't sure what it was. And we saw like this, like, <clears throat> it was like, like red, uh, I guess like at first I thought it was like brake lights or something in the distance or like somebody had like camping lanterns hung up and, but it was like swaying back and forth. And, and I would say that there were two of them. I'm, you know, not, you know, I, I, I don't really recall because I, honestly, I didn't really think much of it. And I'm sitting there watching it sway back and forth and, I, and I'm looking at it, trying to make sense. Like, you know, what is this? Am I seeing like a road with brake lights or something off in the distance? And we, you know, we couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't make sense of it. And then afterwards I mentioned something to everybody because it, you know, it ultimately what went away. And, uh, so you're, so you think you're seeing like eye shine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, well, at the time, like I didn't, you know, I didn't know that I was extremely green, you know, with the whole thing. And I, I mentioned it and Keith had mentioned seeing something similar like that. And then you, you know, so we're, we just kind of didn't know what to make of it anyway. Then, uh, this, uh, the lady came back from whatever it was that they went to and she said, Oh, have you guys seen the big male yet? And we're like, yeah, like what? the big male. And she's like, yeah, he'll, he'll stand down in the tree line and, and sway back and forth when he's staring at you. And I'm like, Oh my God, dude, <laughs> like these, this thing I'm looking at was moving side to side. It's like, I thought it was like, I thought it was like, like camping lanterns swaying back and forth. And like, and like, I, of course I didn't, you know, I, I kept a poker face for that, but, uh, it, 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 as the night went on, nothing, nothing else really major happened. So we, we're getting ready to, to pack up. And so we were like, okay, we're going to go to the woods and get our trail cameras. And as we're walking down there, this guy who was with us, he never actually made the team. We were trying him out. His name was Jason. And, um, he, he, he stops us, you know, and shushes everybody. So we stop and like, I didn't hear anything. So I take my flashlight and I clicked it on and shined it right in the woods. And as soon as I did that, something went barreling through the woods. And it, I mean, it sounded like an elephant, whatever it was, it was huge. And it uprooted a tree or something because it, this tree came crashing down and it scared the, you know, scared us all to death. But, uh, I mean, it's like, I don't know what else to make of that. You know, like, cause it, it sounded like it sounded, it sounded huge and it was running through the woods. And it got across this, there was a creek there. It got across the creek maybe in one step. And I mean, it, it, and the, the, the funniest thing about this whole thing, right? We had trail cameras all over the woods. And uh, the one small patch that we didn't have any coverage is where this thing came came up at. Is it like the, real heartbreaker, right? Yeah. Well, there's and, like uh, a whole theory on that, like, isn't there? We, we, we like the best we can figure is we were being watched the whole time we were setting up the trail camera. So it, it, you know, whatever it was, uh, knew right where we put everything in. And like I said, it was muddy too. So we're thinking like, you know, there might be some tracks or something. So we're looking around as best we can, you know, when you're, you know, when you, when something uproots a tree like that, you know, you, you kind of get that, (laughs) whether you're an investigator or not, you kind of get that sense like, you know, this is something that doesn't want to play around. Yeah, right, right. So we're kind of doing a quick scan to look for footprints, and we didn't see anything. So whatever this was, I mean, it like, yeah, I mean, it knew right what to do to to, to not not be detected. Like, I don't even know what Jason heard that made him stop and shush everybody. Yeah, it's probably but, some general movement or something. But I know there's like a, there's a small theory going around that like people who use trail cams and stuff like that that like they think that 
um, Bigfoot can see, you know, like the IR light or can like smell the camera or something like that. They can, they, they know it's there. There's, you know, no hiding that thing. Cause I mean, people have been sitting out trail cameras for years and I, I know a couple people have gotten a couple good, you know, kind of half pictures and stuff like that, but nothing, right. nothing full on. So that, I mean, that, you know, really directly correlates to what, you know, what you were saying, how, of course it came in through the one area that you didn't oh, have right, anything right. set up. So it, it either watched you or it knew where the other ones were. So, um, so with the, uh, you know, so with that, um, other experience here, just like that being out in Brown County too, um, what, what do you, do, do you think that Brown County as a whole could support an animal like that could support a Bigfoot um, species? I think, I think there is a small population here. Um, and that's, and, and, you know, obviously like, you know, as well as I do, that when we when we started doing this, um, Brown County on on most like actually like Bigfoot the, the the big reporting sites, Brown County, <laughs> excuse me, only had like two or three sightings for you know at the most. Yeah. And, and when we started doing this and started getting invites to do public speaking, I mean like those numbers like blew up because like people, it's like people. I don't know if they if they were afraid to report their sightings or if they you know didn't know how to or whatever. But you know you remember like people would just be lined up at the microphones at these things to, to share their stories. Well, well, that actually kind of ties into another question. Of mine is like, do you think like people that have experiences and have seen stuff? Do you think majority of those people like hide their experiences and stay quiet for like out of fear of being ridiculed or rejected or do you think that's like that's what's happening? Uh, I'd say yes and no. Like, m- like a lot of them sure could be that, uh, but I think like a lot of people just don't like before before the TV shows and everything came out were a big thing. I think a lot of people just didn't know, you know who to report it to. Like, like we had that one report where one ran across Route 32 at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And and the, the lady who reported to us said she called the police. It's like you know, like and we we'd always say at the at, when we would bring that up at the, the the town halls and stuff, we would say you know if if you witness a murder, call the police. If you witness a bigfoot, you call us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I remember that. Obviously, she said you know she felt like you know he wasn't taking her report very seriously, and sure. I think that would be like you know pretty pretty much the standard. But I think like a lot of people don't know, you know, for years haven't known who to, who to report it to or just really wanted to take the time to do it. Or maybe they felt uh, silly sitting down writing it out. And I think a lot of people like have experiences and just don't even know what happened. Like, you know, like if you're if you're out, you know, if you're not in the field or curious about the field or seen TV shows or whatever, and you're out at, you know, two o'clock in the morning on your property in the country and you hear a tree knock out in the woods, you know, you don't really, you don't really associate that with Sasquatches. You know, you're, you know, like, huh, I wonder what that was, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's not really a generally known thing. Like, I th- obviously, if you have like a, a, a sighting, you, you know, you should probably know that you saw something that wasn't normal. But I, you know, a lot of people we have had, like, we've had reports, like, we had the lady, uh, <clears throat> who in Jackson Township 
I uh, believe she hit one with her car when she, it was a teacher driving to school. Uh, and she came to one of the, the, uh, meetings and, and that one was in New Richmond in Claremont County. Yeah. And she, she was driving to the school and believe she hit one and she wasn't sure if she'd hit a person like, a like a tall person dressed in all black. Like a lot of people, you know, like, well, I wasn't sure what I was looking at because it looked like it was a really tall, really big person dressed in black, which, you know. I think a lot of people, you know, like you've heard that that, that 911 call from, yeah. from the guy, and, and, and I don't the, even know where it in, was. But oh, like it's like the creature in his backyard or something. A huge person. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the one you're talking about. <clears throat> so, yeah. like, so it, it kind of goes along with, you know, what we're talking about now. is So, in your opinion, like, why do you think there's so much general controversy about Bigfoot? Like, why does it seem you know, almost targeted with skepticism and, and targeted with, you know, remarks and, and laughs and stuff. Why, why do you think that is? Um, I, I, I think that people generally, when they, when, when it comes to something uh, unknown, tend to be dismissive of it, especially if they haven't had an experience. And I think a lot of people uh, just haven't had an experience. And like, I personally, I, I, I love, party skepticism skeptics keep us on our toes you know i I would have a hard time uh with someone who believed every single thing they heard or even a vast majority of things they heard you should always be skeptic about anything about any kind of uh, report or anything but i think people ridicule it because uh because it the strangeness of it because it's because it's human-like and and like (laughs) ape-like and hairy and we don't have like apes in, in the United States that people know of. So that, I think that it just, it sounds silly to them. Plus the fact the, the number one mistake people normally make with this is because Bigfoot is a singular word. It's in the singular. They think that it's one being, you know, Hey, I saw Bigfoot and they refer to it as he, him, you know, yeah. his, you know, <laughs> and, 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 it, and it really is, it's them, they, you know, it, 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 and it, it's, it's not, and people just take that singular and they think that you're referring to one being. So it's really outlandish and weird that Patterson Gimlin filmed Bigfoot singular being in, in uh, Bluff Creek, California. And <clears throat> oh, this guy saw him in Ohio over here. You know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, a hundred years later, you know, this guy saw him here. And, and then 50 years later, this guy saw him here. You know, it, it they have to be, uh, they, if, a, if it's a flesh and blood being, it has to, has to be them, they, you know, not, not him, uh, in order to sustain a population. It's big feet. <laughs> big, big foot. Yeah, big feet. <laughs> <laughs> so to go along with that, like you were talking about like flesh and blood and everything. So, you know how, you know, everyone, I guess, you know, kind of thinks or knows that there's, <clears throat> there's different camps of thought with the whole mm-hmm. You know, Bigfoot thing. So, you know, you have the people who um, believe it is a, you know, physical flesh and blood animal. Um, right. And then you have people who maybe don't see it so much as an animal, more of a, a kind of a, a human relative or ancestor or whatever you have it. Um, you have people that think it's almost like a, a spirit type of thing. And then you have people that, that think it's, you know, extraterrestrially based. Right. Why do you why do you think there's so many varying 
angles of approach to it. And with that, what's what do you think it is? Okay. Uh, well, I think there are so many different angles because there can be. Uh, because we don't have anything that we can definitively point to and say, this is it. So when you when you have something like that, you know, you can have endless theories as to what it could be. Uh, so obviously you're, you're going to have all these different camps. And I've always dismissed the Bigfoot as an alien thing as the fact that that makes zero sense. That you can master interstellar travel <laughs> but yet you communicate by knocking on trees and you walk around and like, the woods naked and travel travel across <laughs> galaxies to eat deer liver it's like it, it makes it makes no sense so uh i've always been really dismissive about that one as far as the other ones it's like you know who am i to eat someone else's breakfast you know if if somebody thinks that it, it's a spirit i could see why they would think that because you know the movements are like, you know, being a firsthand witness of this, the movements are so fast. You can't, there's, you know, it's like, I've never seen anything move that fast. Like yeah. supernatural. Like, I, yeah. I could see, I, I could see this stuff, you know, but uh, I'm like me personally, I believe it's flesh and blood. Um, as far as if it were some type of human relative or some type of ape, like I, I honestly could not say because I've seen reports that, the way they describe it sounds more ape-like in behavior and and, and looks and, and everything. And then I've seen and heard reports where the behavior was more human-like and the move, you know, the the uh, look was more human-like. So it's like I honestly could not say. And not being able to tell you what I looked at, <laughs> um, I honestly I like I, I I couldn't say. I really couldn't. But. Uh, I mean, that's that's the, the, the thing that's great about this field is that it is, you know, the possibilities are endless. And, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to, to you know, look at this uh, with something a little bit more definitive. So, like, so say, you know, you know, we're coming out there to, you know, do some, you know, video footage and stuff and hang out with you and and pretty much investigate your property. Um you, you, uh, from what I remember, you had experiences like on your property as well, correct? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. My dogs are going crazy. Don't mind them. They're pretty much crazy twenty four seven. But uh, yeah, we've had some, definitely had some, some weird stuff happen here on the property. Um, again, I, you know, I can't say that I've definitively seen, uh, you know, seen a Sasquatch. Uh, but I will say that uh, I do have a new story or two to tell you when I see, uh, and I'm really looking forward to you guys That's coming great. out. And That's meet, great. You know, great. the rest great. of these guys and everything. That's the else. stuff I like but to I, hear. I, I do like I have a new story, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's pretty fresh from this year. So wow, wow. Really priming us. I want to tell you tell you when you get here. Cool, cool. Well, Jay, we're really looking forward to meeting you, man. And and thank you so much for letting us come out to your property and. And, uh, and interview you and stock your woods looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. At least I won't be the only one. So. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. Safety in numbers. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, like, as far as, like, you know, Bigfoot in in Ohio, you know, we're, we're kind of covering that. We're, you know, us right now, we're trying to stay, you know, local, kind of to the tri-state area, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Um, in your opinion, though, like outside of our little, you know, chunk of America, if you were to go looking like you, if you had, you know, an all expenses paid trip, 
where where would you want to go in search of of Bigfoot or a Bigfoot like creature? Oh my gosh, man! I, there's a lot of places I would like to go. I would I would really like to go to the Himalayas where they had the Yetis, you know, the Yeti stuff happening. Um, as far as like like local ish, like United States, Washington State, I would love to go there. Uh, anywhere there, really. And uh, and there was a uh, uh, there was some island up in Alaska that was supposedly there was a lot of activity associated with that island. Like I would I would love to go you know spend a week there on that island. I think that would be sweet. Yeah. So so do you think like in the grand scheme do you think we are do you think we're like making any progress like as a whole to definitively finding this creature or do you think we're do you think we're walking in the right direction as a group or do you think you know uh the whole kind of mainstream popularity of it has made people kind of lose their way with it um i totally would agree with that but uh, i would say too that like obviously the advancements in science have helped out tremendously like with you know the different dna programs and stuff they have now uh and the fact that they're that dna like a lot of people, like they always say, like, well, why don't we have DNA? And it's like, well, we do. I mean, that's the thing. We you have DNA, but like, I mean, you you know as well that this DNA is tested and it comes back unknown primate, and you know you don't have anything to tie that DNA to. Yeah. Like you know, you, it, 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 you have like if you don't have a specific um, either dead or living creature to tie that DNA too is like, it, it just comes back unknown. Yeah. It's coming back as, you know, a blank slate. Right. Well, DNA works on reference. <laughs> yeah. You, so you, in you, essence, have if you don't have a reference aside from other DNA from reports, there's nothing necessarily conclusive that can be driven from DNA evidence. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's, that's what I think they've been running into with these programs is that, you know, you can collect all the hair samples in the world. And it seems like, you know, a lot of them come back and like, Oh, it's deer. or oh, it's, you know, this, that, or the other. But then there's, you know, that one out of 100 that's, you know, unknown or, or what have you. Um, but as far as, like, like investigators making progress, and honestly, like, I haven't really been involved, involved in the field since probably 2016. And I don't know if Brian shared this with you guys, and I certainly don't mind saying, but uh, I had a son that was born with a disability in 2012. And, and we tried to keep things going and the group ultimately kind of like we kind of, I wouldn't say split up, but we kind of slowed down tremendously in like 2000 and, or 2015, 2016. Yeah. And by 2017, like I, I honestly, I don't even remember seeing anybody since then. Um, you know, certainly not on bad terms or anything like that, but yeah, no, absolutely not. But, uh, uh, the field as I remember it from then was there, I mean, people would work together loosely, uh, but it always seemed like a vast majority of the people that were involved that were quote unquote, serious researchers were more serious about furthering their name or selling their merchandise. And it would seem like, you know, that, that it would be like, like, like how ghost hunters, you remember the ghost hunters TV show. I don't know if it's still around or not, but like, one of the first types of paranormal things I did was uh, join a, a paranormal investigation group. Uh, and I'd been like researching stuff like that previously on my own, but joining a group. And then the 
TV show, kind of, when the TV show came out, it's like the field exploded. Sure. And you had, like, people, well, let's, it's, it, let's say it's, it's hard to be a serious researcher when a TV show comes out and then you're, now you have, like, the thrill seeker crowd running out through the, you know, the people that, that are there uh, not because they want to, you know, further further knowledge or research or what have you, but are there for a cheap thrill, like the roller coaster crowd. You know, they're, they're, they're there because they want to witness something scary, you know, and, and that's that for them. And, you know, I've got nothing, nothing wrong with people who want to have an experience that haven't had an experience. I encourage it. Um, but like, like people, they don't have a, a vast majority of the people. It's like, they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, if you were a deer hunter and you had a prime hunting spot and then the next day there's 50 guys who've never been hunting a day in their lives wearing their blaze orange out there with, you know, their granddaddy shotgun the next day, you know, it, it's, it's counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, it I, yes, I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> right. So the TV shows and stuff have actually kind of hurt the field. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, it, it, it's great that it, it, that it creates interest in what we do and it kind of, you know, backs off the ridicule a bit. Uh, but it, at the same time it's a double edged sword because, you know, it, it, it also opens it up to, you know, I would say competition, but I think like, I, like, I, I certainly have no qualms working with other people, but it's hard to work with people when they're when they're really just kind of like fishing for your fishing spot, so to speak. <laughs> right. It's like the more, the more noise you add to it, the kind of you end up developing a popularity about the topic, but by developing a popularity, you also attract people who necessarily aren't as invested and in necessarily trying to come to solutions or answers on the topic. So while the popularity and the noise of like modern television shows and et cetera, like brings more light to the topic, the problem is, is it brings light to the topic enough for people to put their name out there and then they just move on rather than actually having more of a direct interest in like, hey, like we want to come to solutions or we want to look for these experiences and then continue to dive into those experiences versus finding the experience, getting the thrill and just bouncing. Right. They're just trying to entertain themselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The thrill seeking is, mm-hmm. is uh, we always refer to it, but it's like, you know, like, like I think overall the thing that like when, when we had our group, the, the big thing for me was, is like, and it was actually more of a problem than, than anything. It's like people have experiences and they come and contact you about this stuff. And you, you really want to help these people. Like you really want to find something to lend credibility to what they're telling you. Like, you know, you know like we really like, I can honestly say that, that a vast majority and overwhelming majority of people that we've ever spoken to were down to earth, believable people. And like, you, you know, for every, you know, every cuckoo bird you meet, there were, you know, a hundred people who weren't and you really wanted to help. Like they, they would contact you. Like I, you know, I saw this in my backyard and you would come out and like, you would never like the, the chances of finding evidence, you know, especially with every passing day that goes, it, it's, it's slim to none. I mean, it's like literally a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Right, so, man. so on like a, on just because obviously I wasn't around at the time that you guys were doing this research, like 
on on a percent scale, how many people would you think were contacting you out of curiosity, out of versus the amount of people that were contacting you just out of fear? Like, obviously, like a fear is a driving natural habit of every single person. Like, I'd assume people who are contacting the old Bigfoot group would be like, hey, like, I saw something in my backyard, almost under the pretense of like, hey, what's in my backyard? I have pets, I have kids, and more of a development of fear. Right. And, you know, honestly, I never, I'd say every now and then you would get one that where it seemed like they were genuinely terrified of something. But I think a vast majority of them really weren't that way. Um. But I mean, like it, it, you, you would occasionally get people who, who, who would be afraid. And it's like, I can understand that. I mean, you know, you're talking about something that you have no idea what its intentions are. You know, you'd like to think that it's, it's like, like, uh, like an animal would be where like, you know, if you don't mess with me, I won't mess with you. But there are, you know, for all we know, this is, you know, a predatory animal, you know, <laughs> you, you don't know what its intentions are. Uh, I would think though that if it, if they were predatory to, and, and humans were on the menu, we would, you know, definitely hear about, yeah, right, you know, stuff like, you know, attacks or whatever. It would be on the ten o'clock news. We probably yeah. would already found them. If <laughs> yeah. that were the case. Yeah. Right. Well, man, um, I th- I think we're gonna save, you know, some more questions stuff, to, you know, for when we're out there to kind of keep convos flowing and get some good footage and everything else. So, but I want to thank you again for helping us out with this and be willing to, oh, yeah. to do this stuff Absolutely. with us. This is kick-ass. Cannot so. wait to hear your stories, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, really yeah I'm excited for that. We'll, we'll do it up, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. All righty, brother. Well, we shall see you tomorrow then, man. Sounds good. I'll see you guys. All right, same man. See you, Jeff. Bye.